Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Welcome, everyone, to an exciting edition of Training Unleashed. And today, we are going to have some fun, and we're going to learn a lot. And today, we're really going to talk about supporting women in the workplace to be more successful. And this is important for everyone because there are a lot of women in the workplace. Some companies have more women than men. The reality is that business over the years previously was very male-dominated. Having a workplace that respects women and, and empowers women to be successful is going to make your business more successful. All of us in training have a role in making this happen, which is why I think it's a perfect topic for Training Unleashed. We have with us today Meg Meyer Morgan, and she is an expert in helping coaching women to be more successful. She's got an amazing offer at the end, so everyone, all the women should be, uh, <laughs> should be listening because she's got an offer of 30 minutes of her time to do an evaluation, maybe see if you want to be coached by her. By the way, coaching is just a tremendous thing for everyone, regardless of sex. Everyone in business, uh, any, everyone in senior level business should be coached. Um, and also Megan's got, excuse me, Meg, I apologize, has a book coming out, and uh, which is exciting. So, Meg, let me just start with, how did you get into this? What, what inspired you to do this? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I think in part when I became a mom and I was working and I started to see the difference between how my husband was treated once we had children and how I was treated. And uh, I'm a professor at the University of Oklahoma, and I was just sort of watching the different ways in which men are sort of act in the classroom versus how women act in the classroom. And so even though, you know, I've been a woman, it, it just really didn't hit me the difference between men and women in the workplace until I had uh, my daughter and now have two daughters. Congratulations on your children. Thank you. Uh, I, will, I will just state that perhaps the worst question you can ask a woman who's pregnant is, are you coming back? <laughs> That is, yes, it is. is it just a terrible thing to ask? Uh, you know, certainly if someone's choosing not to, that's fine, but they should, they should tell you. But for you to make the assumption that they wouldn't uh, is a, a very bad negative stereotype. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and, and it's not, it's, it's demeaning to women in, in the workplace. That's my opinion. Um, so, so what are you, what are just some examples maybe uh, a few of the things you see in the workplace that don't work and a few things you see in the workplace that do work. Can you be more specific? What, um, can you be more specific? Well, like cultural things that certain companies have that are not supportive of women and cultural mm -hmm. things that certain companies have that are supportive of women. Yeah. Actually, one of the things you just brought up is a great one, which is this idea of maternity versus paternity leave. And in the same way you realize you shouldn't ask a woman, are they coming back? We don't historically ask men, are you coming back? And we truly, because there are no, there aren't very many paternity uh, policies and companies, 
there are very few maternity policies for the United States of America. And so it's really hard um, to kind of weigh that option if you're coming back or not. Often it's a financial decision, but it's almost always a default to women that the mom would be the one staying home. So I think companies that, and there are a few that I've worked with that have now put in paternity um, policies. And I think that that is great. That's one of the great examples of something I can see um, companies doing. Yeah, that, that is an excellent example. And I know in a lot of countries, um, there are requirements for men to have the same amount of time off after having a child as, as a woman and, and, and having, having had children. Uh, um, I think I missed out on a lot of bonding with my children when they were younger. Yeah, because, that's a great point. You know, I was given like three days off. Mm -hmm. um, and, there's uh, also this term that I love called default parenting. So if, if you sort of always see the women as taking off when the kids are sick, um, that's the default, right? If, if the kid is out for school or the kid is sick, it's going to be the mom that takes off typically. And kind of what that does in terms of allowing a woman to move up in the workplace and why they may get over, why they may get overlooked by the company, but why they may also hold themselves back. A lot of women that I work with don't want to go out for a promotion because they have kids or want to have kids. So they sort of take themselves out of the running because they know they have to be the default parent. So anything a company can do to assure um, the women and the men that kids can um, be part of the big equation and that the woman won't be uh, punished for that is great. And one example, I worked with the leadership team and the CEO said, I just really want to make it to where women, we have better policies so women can take off more when their kids are sick and not feel guilty or not get behind. And I said, well, a better policy would be the men and women, that the dads can take off too, that we don't always assume, even in our best intentions, that it should always be the mother. Yeah, I, I personally know a lot of men that have decided to be stay-at-home dads. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, the, I think they're, you know, I think, I think the decision of either a man or a woman to be a stay-at-home parent uh, should mm -hmm. be supported in, 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 in either direction. Um, if if you are in a training department mm -hmm. and you're responsible and training departments are responsible for in a lot of ways culture mm -hmm. and building um and and helping organizations uh and some of the people by the way a lot of people on this call probably also in the hr department where they really are responsible for culture mm -hmm. but what advice would you give to somebody in a training department to support women in the workplace at a higher level? So this is a great question because on the one hand, I think that we have to train men and women a little differently because women have different obstacles than men do, but we can't get into a system where we're only training them by gender. So a great example is women often struggle with things like speaking up in meetings and it's, they're a little bit concerned over how they're going to be perceived. And so any training that can kind of work at that perception, that concern of perception, it's okay to speak up. And on the male side, make sure they understand to always um, leave space for women to talk or encourage them to talk because they aren't always going to want to do that. 
but then for the training departments to then bring them together in a way that makes sense later. Uh, when we when we sort of isolate people by gender, we then further isolate these gender problems. It's a good point. And, you know, I do think, you and I talked about this in our pre-briefing, uh, but that, you know, society has for years and years created stereotypes around sexes and those stereotypes in some ways have become reality because that's how people are treated. Um, but, you know, a lot of what you're saying, and I said this in the beginning, is also true for men. There are men that are shocked. There are men that are introverted, right? So yes. perhaps just simply creating and training people on how to run effective meetings that are inclusive, that are, are you know, I've been to so many meetings where people are like literally arguing, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, like, you know, speaking on top of each other, et cetera. But to create meetings with space where people are all allowed to contribute uh, and put it in a place where that's easy to do, it's probably really good for not just women, but for everybody. Um, so I teach in one of the management classes I teach where I'm training sort of people that are mid-level managers or a little bit higher. Uh, I always divide them by gender just to see what their experiences are at work. And what's always interesting to me, because you're right, there are men who are shy and, and there are certainly men who don't want to speak up. But what almost the theme that always comes up, and this is backed by the research, is that the men aren't necessarily worried about how they're going to be perceived because they're given sort of the benefit of the doubt. And so they could argue and scream in a meeting, and we've all seen that. But if a woman were to do that, you know, she has to sort of uh, blanket what she's going to say or tone down what she's going to say so that she doesn't come across as rude or assertive or, I guess, aggressive. And so it's interesting that um, there's almost like an added layer on top of just figuring out what you want to say, feel empowered enough to say it, and then sort of muting yourself so you aren't coming across as any sort of negative term people want to call a woman. Yeah. And look, you see that. I mean, we've seen this in politics. um, And we see this. I mean, I, I think you're totally right that there's a different standard. Um, you know, man says something, he's being a tough business person. You know, woman says something and she's a whiner. <laughs> um, and that's, that's terrible. To me, it seems almost insurmountable in that mm-hmm. it's because it's cultural. It's because it's what you watch on TV. It's because it's in our music. It's in everything. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology, rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. What do organizations do to move in the right direction? So I think it's threefold. I think one, it's at the individual level. Uh, I think women need to make sure, one, companies need to make sure they're adequately professionally developing women. Um, And if women aren't standing up and asking for it, they need to make sure they're offering it. It's sort of twofold. So it's at the individual level. The second place is in interpersonal communications. How are the women and peers interacting with each other? Because unfortunately, um, women are also conditioned 
there's so few seats at the table for women that we develop this scarcity competitive mindset and can be um, catty when we don't mean to be. And then third is how are the how is the management interacting with the women and are there things that they don't know they're doing like the maternity policy or um, not you know asking for their opinions during meetings and so I think it's you're right it's insurmountable but it's it feels insurmountable but I think it's I think sometimes it's littler steps in the same direction versus these huge overhauls that we think um, to change the culture. Yeah, interesting. Um, do you ever coach men on how to be more appropriate in the workplace? <laughs> uh, not on um, how to coach men on how to be more appropriate in the workplace. Uh, you know, I mean, to, if you were, you know, you coach women, correct. Do you coach men to, to, uh, so I predominantly coach, so my expertise is in women. And when I'm working with men, it's almost always men that are the leaders of those women. Yeah. And so I try to focus the work around sort of how can you interact and not see the man as the enemy. That's like a really tough thing for women not to have this lens that the men are all bad or that everything a man says, that's tough. Um, but we need our male allies. And that's what I try to encourage women that I work with is we need men in the room when we're having these tough decisions being made. And we need men in the room to hear our perspective because they're often the most, the people that are more likely to be in power. And so we need them. They're not all bad. <laughs> they're not all bad. That's good to hear. Not all bad. That's very, that's very good. That's very reassuring. <laughs> so tell, yes, us about, no. tell us about your book coming out. What's in your book? What's your book about? My book is called Everything is Negotiable. And it's based on this idea that women already uh, at much lower rates than men will not negotiate for their salaries. Um, but then I look around and I think there's so much other stuff we aren't negotiating for. Um, whether it's how we are at home with our spouses, if we need more help with our kids, or if we aren't negotiating for salary, or if we aren't asking for what we need anywhere. And so it's, it's based on my experiences coaching women, um, teaching leaders, and just my own experience having a career and trying to be a mom and, and sort of juggling all of those things. It's a funny, fun read, but it's, a, it, it's definitely an advice book, and it's definitely geared toward um, working moms and just women in the workforce that are wanting more. I got to tell you, I think that is such a great idea for a book because I do, first off, agree with the premise of the title, and I, and I, I agree. There are a lot of negotiations in the workplace, not just about pay, that would benefit mm -hmm women to be uh, to 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 learn from so uh, i'm assuming this book amazon yes I mean, any anywhere books are sold uh, amazon barnes and noble any of those places yes excellent so if you had to give uh one piece of advice to make the workplace better for women this doesn't have to be advice to women. It could be generic. It could be the men. It could be however advice you want. What advice would you give? Well, since a lot of my work is around negotiations, I would say negotiations only work if you know exactly what it is you want and you understand your worth. And so a lot of times I work with women 
and they just say, the company doesn't, doesn't support me. They won't give me what I want. And I'll say, well, what is it that you want? And they go, I don't know. So the clearer that people can get on what it is they want, then they can go in and ask for it. And for the companies to be open and ready to hear that and to not create a culture that women can't speak up, I think would be, be my advice is to know, know what you're worth and ask for more. <laughs> That's excellent advice. <laughs> excellent advice. So um, you have a great offer. Um, why don't you tell everyone what that offer is, uh, what your website is. It will be, by the way, in the description, but not everyone gets a description because if you're downloading this on iTunes or something, so make sure you share all your information so someone just listening can take advantage. So the website is megmyersmorgan.com, and I'm a career and negotiation coach, and so I work with a lot of women either one session where I help them negotiate their salary or for six months where I help them through a career transition. And I'm willing to offer a 30 minute free consultation call um, for possibly working together long-term or short-term depending on, on your needs. Um, but also go check out the book. Everything is negotiable. The five tactics to get what you want in life, love and work. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a tough question, Meg. Yes. Because not everyone knows this because it's spelled differently by different people. And I know this because I have a child with a middle name of, of Meyer. How do you spell Meyer? Well, it's Meyers, M-Y-E-R-S. Okay, because it is spelled differently by different people. It is, it's, yes, and it's the least common spelling of the word. So it's, I'm glad that you asked because it's been misspelled my whole life. <laughs> um, without the S is how uh, my son's middle name is. So I know because a lot of people are trying to add an E and all kinds of things. So right, um, right. one more time, your website, just for everybody. MegMyersMorgan.com, and that's M-Y-E-R-S. Excellent. Uh, Meg, it's been great having you on the show. I really have enjoyed it. It's been a great conversation. I, I think that we have all learned a lot on the show about the importance of going beyond just saying you support women being in the workplace, but making it an environment that can maximize their contribution. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.